Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, Jordan. Jordan, 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 Jordan. That's my name. Please wear it out. <laughs> oh, please, please wear it out. I'm, I'm dying to get a new one, but you know, I'm, thr- I'm, I'm thrifty, so I don't want to get a new one before this old right. one is worn out. So just keep, keep going. Can I say something? No, I think no. Is, I <laughs> yes, think Jordan can. is Biffle. I think that's buy it for life, baby. Oh, fuck. <laughs> It's like one of those uh, Stanley vacuum thermoses. Right. <laughs> you can use Jordan to put a nail in a wall. It's the Oakleys of names. <laughs> Is that a, or Oakleys a buy it for life item? I think so. When I think of like things that will like replace something, I think Oakleys. I could be totally wrong, though. Oh. This is not a like product category I know a lot about, but for some reason I was under the impression that like Oakley loyalists were Oakley loyalists because they would like replace your glasses. I could again, this could be totally wrong. Uh, when I think things Jose Canseco would wear, I think right. Oakleys. Sure. That's my number one association with Oakleys. There was a golden age of athlete sunglasses right where just every baseball player had like not just not just mirrored sports sunglasses with a crazy bat shape but like electric green mirrored sports sunglasses you know what i mean yeah you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm it's just an intense time. That's all. Do you think it'll come back? Do we is is anybody doing that like semi ironically? Do you think it has a chance to come back? First of all, baseball players are incapable of irony. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make that clear. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've heard this, Jesse, but the '90s are back. Everybody's dressing like Clarissa explains it all. Yeah, everyone's explaining it all. Everyone's explaining everything. Everyone has a magic cat. Uh-huh. What show had a magic cat? The Witch Show. I think that's Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which is another yeah, Melissa Joan cat. Hart joint. Wasn't uh, wasn't the magic cat Paul Feig for a time? Oh, I don't know. You're you're I yeah, think, I think the magic cat at some point was Paul Feig. Okay, don't send me letters. Here's here's, yeah, here's, the what, here's what we don't want to hear yeah. about. We don't okay. want to hear about one. if Oakley will replace your glasses. Number one. Yeah. Okay. Number two. We don't want to hear who played the voice of the cat and Clarissa explains it all. Excuse me, Sabrina the Teenage yeah. Witch. Yeah. Maui Jim, don't email us about those sunglasses. I know people love those because the high quality optics. Here's the sunglasses that I wanted, Jordan. At the time of the sports sunglasses, well, Ricky Henderson wore those glasses. That was my favorite sure. guy. So there was a part of me that wanted those sunglasses, but mostly I wanted these batting gloves that he wore with giant electric green pads on the back in case he got hit on the hand. But uh, what I really wanted was this kind of baseball player sunglasses that just has like a little nose piece and then it goes up under your hat. And then if you need the sunglasses, you tap the brim of your hat and they go floop. And you're like, oh, fuck. Now I'm sunglassed up. Jesse, have you thought about, I mean, you're you're an eBay guy. You like to surf around the yeah, electronic sure. bay. Have you thought about sure. going online and getting these things that you wanted as a kid? Would it feel good to have the, the batting gloves and the, and the glasses Jordan. that you coveted? Whoa, hold on. Jesse is getting up. 
I'm assuming he's going to bring the things we talked about. If not, it's a real... Hey, look at that. Under glass and everything. You did yeah, it. It's a real Ricky Henderson batting glove. How long have you had that? I bought it on eBay a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have this. See, here's the thing. Because at the same time that those baseball sunglasses were what I wanted mm -hmm. was the same time a different world was on TV and the guy from right. a different world had right, the right, little right, roundies. Right. But his were cool and the ones I wanted were not. Oh. The ones I wanted were, were you buy out of the back of baseball digest. <laughs> Is that the next step, or is, I mean, you have the batting glove. Is it time to complete the ensemble? Is. Do it, Jesse. You're worth it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to resubscribe to Baseball Digest and see if I can find those classifieds again. Yeah. Did you ever save up for anything? Okay, this is gonna be an important topic on yeah. the program. Uh, but let's introduce our guest on the program. Um, he is a stand-up comic. He is a comedy writer, and you know what? I'm gonna throw actor in there as well. The very funny Joel Boyd. Hi, Joel. How are you? Hey, what's up, guys? Joel, Thank you for having me. What kind of sunglasses? What kind of sunglasses did you want? Let's cut. Let's get down to business. Let's get to the real. The yeah. real. What people want to know. <laughs> we got to get. Uh, we got to get real. We got to get yeah. raw. That's what people want yeah. from a podcast. We want to go there, Joel. We That's wanna... how Rogan got rich. They gave Rogan a hundred million dollars to talk sunglasses. Right. This guy knows optics. <laughs> Joel, we're 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 we're, se we're sending a courier over with some DMT. <laughs> Thank Give you. Give it a toot and then tell us what kind of sunglasses you want. <laughs> Is that how you do DMT? Honestly, I yeah. do not know. Please don't call me out. Okay, <laughs> I don't Got know. Right. I'm taking. I don't even really know what it is. So let's talk about the things we don't want to. We don't want to hear about Oakleys. We don't want to talk about knowing how to do DMT. Right. right. Yeah. Even though it's, I think it's on Postmates now. I think. If, if oh, you well, that's fun. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I oh, mean, Joel, you're yeah. thinking. Not, you're I'm, thinking of salt and straw ice cream. <laughs> oh no, no! Okay. It's yeah. really good ice cream though. They got that malted cookie dough. That's yeah, really yeah, nice. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Joel, what kind of sunglasses did you want? Or if you want to take it more broadly, what did you want to save up for to buy from a, a little advertisement in a in a magazine or comic book? Oh, man. Uh, well, I don't know why this makes me think of I always just wanted those like, I don't know if they were Ray-Bans or not. You know, those sunglasses that are like just the circles. Like, oh, it's like, yeah. yeah. Just rounding. And, and you can't but you can't see people's my eyes. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's. I've I've always wanted to just look like I could play guitar, but I can't. You know what I mean? I think people would see those glasses and go like, "I don't even need that guy to demonstrate. I'm going to assume he no. shreds." And yeah. just book book me, pay me in advance, book me, and then I don't even know how to how to do it. But I look I look great. Yeah. I just saw a picture of the uh, manager of the San Francisco Giants, uh, Gabe Kapler, who is in his late 40s, but is completely yoked, like a like distressingly yoked uh riding a bicycle to the stadium uh wearing uh, ripped black jeans and a tight like i didn't even know that it, you could see muscles through a jean jacket but somehow yeah. his black jean jacket was showing muscles sure. <laughs> the jacket has face was, was he... <laughs> yeah was it sleeveless? Was it no, sleeveless? Or but it, it was, was through the jacket. It was through his muscle definition was showing. And I mean, granted, you know, he's holding on to the handlebar. So he's a little flexed there. Yeah. But I it, mean, but cheat, cheat code. All you got to do is buy a jacket like two sizes too small. 
I think that's what I mean, it is. Look like you're ripped. You but not. you know what? Like I could be wearing a spandex jacket, and I, there's no, <laughs> there's nothing to see here, folks. Move along. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you people will be like, uh, "Oh, you stuff? Yeah, you stuff your jacket, bro." <laughs> like, who brought Come a on, javelin man. to the gun show? <laughs> Uh, Joel, I have a couple other questions for you that are not about Great. sunglasses. Thanks, Jordan. Sure. Question Thank one. you. When you enter a room, have people started saying, here comes Joel Boyd? <laughs> Has that started? Uh, no, but it should, right? Like, it seems like it should. So since I was a kid, people have always said my full name. Yeah. Because it's two syllables. So I don't know why that hasn't started. I'm 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 gonna ask. I should have said. I should have asked beforehand if you were familiar with the "Here Comes the Boy" meme. Oh nope. Okay. A, nope. What happens in that uh, boy comes or? The, thank you for asking. This is someone. This is someone filming their cat walking up a driveway. Yeah. And as the cat is coming toward the camera, she sings. Yeah. Here comes the boy. Yeah. And it's really funny. Yeah. And when you, I was just saying it around the house today, having a lot of fun. And then when Brian texted us that you were coming on the show, I sang to myself, here comes Joel Boyd. And I laughed. Oh, how I laughed. Oh, can I, man. Can I tell you what happened to me today? My, I opened my mail and my mother had sent... Uh, a like a a laminated poem that was written on a typewriter. Beautiful. And I'm reading, I'm looking at the poem, and she sent a, a note with it, and she said it was given to her by Lee Thorne back when he still loved her. Oh, okay. Oh my. And your late father, Jesse's Jesse's. This late is my father. late father. Yeah. Okay. And uh, all, all I could think was she could have just said Lee. <laughs> like, <laughs> I sure. don't think she doesn't have to say your dad if she doesn't want to be too familiar she doesn't have to say your father or uh, you know so, she, but I probably could have inferred which Lee she was talking about like I don't think I would have thought it was Lee Merriweather baseball <laughs> hall of famer Lee Smith you know what I mean Lee, reggae legend Lee Scratch Perry <laughs> Now, if my mom had had a poem written for her by dub legend Lee Scratch Perry, now we're talking. Yeah. There'd probably be aliens in it. Man, it'd be fucking great. Or, you know, Lee Daniels just saying hello. Oh, it would, would be, be great. Really yeah, nice. Who wouldn't yeah. love it? Then you made it. Then at that point, <laughs> my mom it. has been trying to crack show business for all of her 75 years. Yeah. And if she finally got that poem from Lee Daniels, that's <laughs> that's how she would know she had made it. That's how you know uh he you know, that's that's when you're in, that's man. You're I in. just got a sonnet she would say from Keenan Ivory Wayans. <laughs> um okay, so this is uh, this is okay. So, okay. Fucking around. Here's I think what everybody wants to know from Joel. Joel. Yeah, let's get you, serious. Yes. Yeah, you, let's get into it. You light up my instagram comments fucking jermaine jackson this thing let's get in let's get let's get on insta let's slide into his dms because we want to know because this is a man who has worked with and written for nicholas cage fuck 
Okay. Nicholas oh, motherfucking uh, Cage. Uh, what, what's, what's it like? We want to know. It's just for the Netflix show, uh, The History of Swear Words, right? Yes. I guess yes. My, my first specific question would be, did, when you were working with Nick Cage, did he say anything about the print that Jordan bought at his estate sale? <laughs> uh, he brought it up okay. in the first. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. He, uh, he thought that Joe uh, Rogan. So yeah, so tell so what was it so when you got that job on that show, did you know immediately that Nick Cage was the host or did that come like later? No. So you know what's really funny about that show? I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this, but they, you know, that Netflix bought the show and we didn't know who was going to host it for like half the writers room. And then they booked Nick Cage and there were so many other names flying around. I, I cannot lie to you. This is one of the most opposite names that was floating around the room. Cat <laughs> uh, Williams was considering. Hosting. Wow, that is a sig- there is a significant difference. I mean, it would have been an entirely different. Although, honestly, in a way, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're both well, colorful characters. True, very eccentric. Yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, both of them are wild cards, right. man. You know? That's very true. It's Although, like we would write the jokes and then be like, all right, Nick's going to say it however he's going to say it. Or, you know, Cat would he's sure. going to say it however Cat's going to say it. I have a, so, I have a family friend uh, named CJ Flash. And CJ, for a time, toured with Cat Williams as his DJ. Uh, most stand-up yeah. comics tour with a DJ. Um because you simply cannot rely on the club to drop the beat properly. Yeah. Um, but CJ toured, I mean, he toured for a few years with Cat, Cat Williams and had nothing but wonderful things to say. Seriously. Is this, is this before, is this like what, what era this of was short, was This like- was shortly before his, uh, his sort of public breakdown. Um, okay. Yeah, oh, public wow. breakdown. So was like, what was that? Uh, maybe five or seven years ago that Cat Williams yeah, had so that he big was, problem. It was maybe ten he years had a ago. Special, he was there for the special when uh, was it Obama got elected or because or, he had like American Hustle, and then it was like uh, I think the biggest one that hit before he went crazy was I think no no no. It, I think he was I don't know. It was one special where he was like making fun of uh, Hillary Clinton, uh, and I think he shot it in D.C. So was he he was there for that? I don't know what specials he was there for, but that's the okay, time okay. frame we're talking about. I mean, they're playing the funny bone in Cleveland or whatever. But yeah. CJ's cutting cutting records like, in between sets. Oh my god. And he had nothing but nice things. What is he like? Nothing but nice things to say about it. And Kat would let me wear one of his fur coats. <laughs> <and> just... <laughs> exactly. Like if I he did if, he perm my hair. If I was, was having so... a hard time snorting cocaine, Kat would lend me his pinky fingernail. <laughs> uh I mean, CJ also for a time, to be to be fair, he also worked with Timex Social Club and said they're very nice. So yeah, you know, maybe he's just being generous to a to a you know a, a, a generous employer. But that's Kat, true. Always had nothing but nice things to say about Cat Williams. Wow. Do you did you rewrite Joel for like when you when you're like <laughs> when you have two weeks Nick where you it was... think it's going to be Cat Williams? Are you like crossing stuff out and writing in Pimpin Pimpin 
And then when Nicolas Cage comes in, you're like crossing that out and writing in I love my pig <laughs> from the movie Pig. Oh, man. Luckily, we I think we we found out it was Nick um, soon enough to where we did. Like, it was such a weird situation where like every other day in the writer's room, they were just like, hey, man, you know, uh, we're still on the phone with Kat. We don't know. We don't know, guys. So they were like trying to make sure we didn't write it too heavily in his voice yet so it was pretty generic right um they were literally trying to physically find cat williams yeah just what city he was in (laughs) yeah couldn't get him a text back he's got sprint it was just really bad (laughs) yeah sprint's Uh, tough you know yeah you know but it's cheaper but you pay right yeah and they say the network's you know 90 percent is good but you know 10 percent uh Deutsche Telekom. Yeah. Your career is on the comeback. It's like you can't afford, you know. I mean, he's lucky he didn't have Metro PCS. If I'm honest, Mm -hmm. if I'm honest, there was a period where he had Boost Mobile. And (laughs) as things got built from the mugshot, you were like, oh, no, that's he has Boost Mobile. I was, I mean, I was working with Yakov Smirnoff on a project for a while. And that dude has Cricket Wireless and he never misses a text. (laughs) Wow. With Cricket. Mm-hmm. Shout out! Yeah, wow. wow, shout out Cricket! And he would always say every time he'd answer the phone in Soviet Russia, "Cricket Wireless is you." <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, the structure is there, but I would probably. Yeah, I mean, he, that's why he hired you. Yeah, he was uh, he was losing his mind. That's why the product <laughs> project never went anywhere because this was the start of a kind of a slow you, descent for him. Did you guys know that Yakov Smirnov and Cat Williams actually goaded each other into their emotional and mental breakdowns? They were partying in Las Vegas together. Wow. Okay. Which they did oh. for a while. I mean, they would, do, it's they sure. were not uncommon for them. Yeah. It's not a secret. It's, yeah, that's on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's but on they TikTok, were... guys. <laughs> yeah. Trust us. It's on Look TikTok. It up. Look it up. Yeah. Guys, that's just China. Number one, that's just Chinese propaganda. Oh. <laughs> the TikToks about Cat Williams and Yakov. They're just trying to tear down our heroes. Which is what I think is a full time job for, for Gen Z. They're just trying to make sure everybody's gone. I think Cat Williams has said some problematic things, but I'm not sure. And I think he's very funny mm-hmm. in general. Oh, man. Yeah. But that's, you know. Isn't that a comedian's job? Aren't we supposed to kind of Uh-oh. push? I mean, you find didn't jo- George Carlin? At the end of the day, we're truth tellers, Joel. You know, we find the line. That's yeah. George Carlin said. You find the line, you go across it, and then you 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 make the audience happy. You you find the line, there. you go across it, and then you a Bill Maher, and then you're yeah. I was gonna say in terms of in, in George Carlin's case, you find the line, you cross it, and then you're in Bill and Ted. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you get your own sitcom on Fox that confuses young Jesse. Why oh. is this man in a sitcom? Uh, okay, Joel. So, yeah, so what did Nicholas yeah, so, so how do you find out? How does the news come down? Yeah, okay. So great head writer. Shout out Joe Rondazzo. Oh, the great Joe Rondazzo. Former Jordan Jesse Go guest. Also, uh, former great. Jordan Jesse Go guest Sarah Schaefer on that show. Ooh. Yes, Sarah Schaefer. Another great Yes. One. Big shout out. She's hilarious. She wrote. So we funny enough, what was really, really fun when we found out that uh, we were going to be covering the words dick and pussy. Uh, sorry for kids who are listening at home. Um, yeah, come on. But, Joel. <laughs> uh, I'm so I know there's so many children that, that love a family you guys, program, so. Joel. I know, this runs on program. Disney Junior. 
which I love. I subscribe. It is. You know? <laughs> we got Bluey on there. But, you know, the kids are going to hear it anyway. They're talking about it on the playground. Yeah. Uh, so we just, you know, we're making sure you guys hear it with us first. Right. Safely. Yeah. Safely. You know, kids with a guy who worked on a show, uh, studied profanity. So, you know, yeah, you're an expert at this point, right? I'm an expert. Um, so when we found out we had those two episodes as a personal challenge, me and Sarah looked at each other, you know, the writer's room is on zoom. So we both were like, yo, I'm going to write. I said to her, I was like, yo, I'm going to write pussy. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to write dick. Wow. And we lit, I don't know what it was, but both of us just knew we wanted the challenge of writing the other genders episode. That sounds, uh, uh, that sounds, yeah. uh, sounds funny and empathetic. Yeah, it was, I learned, you know what, man, I'm not going to lie. Studying that word for like two weeks, writing that episode. I learned a lot. Well, I learned a lot, man. I'll tell you this, Joel, pussies are strong. Sure. Hey, man, stronger than me as a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, straight up off the bat. But people knew that. People knew that by the, the sound waves of my uh, uh, Midwestern voice. People knew that. Which of uh, those words it does Nicolas Cage say funnier? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, definitely pussy. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, because, you know, writing that episode, even just as a male, it was like me and Joe, who's the head writer, obviously was just like, we have to perfectly place how often he says it you know what i mean it's like one of those it's such a powerful word that it's like you don't want nicholas cage just saying you know that word like 50 times in an episode dick is funny he can say dick whenever you know what i mean like sarah wrote the shit out of that episode but like pussy it was like i think he i think if you watch that episode he might have only said it twice and he makes it count, I bet. He bet he fucking makes those pussies count. Absolutely. <laughs> he fucking Oscar winning moments. Wow. Those two, the two moments. Can I it's, just say, you got to count the pussies because he's going to make the pussies count. Right. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you know what our merch was? <laughs> Do you get to be um, on uh, set when Nicolas Cage is on set? Like, who, what is the, what's the VIP situation? Are you allowed to meet his gaze? No, well, you know, us writers are, you know how they treat writers on set. We're just, we're like back up if they need a freaking punchline, you know, in the bottom of the ninth. But uh, can I be clear, Joel? I do not know because I'm not in show business. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, hey. <laughs> I'm a professional Maybe. podcaster, Joel. <laughs> I don't know how to. I host Jesse, a television show for three months. Jesse, you, but you're a huge fan of Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Yeah, so oh, I know a little my. bit about how show That's business works. basically That's a true. documentary. Yeah. It is the yeah. best piece of uh, media, I would say, that ever covered this topic. Couldn't agree say. more. Couldn't agree more. That's uh, true. Uh, and I've saved a few rec centers in my time, which, you know, you those go. evil developers are there. <laughs> right. I, I would By say, organizing I would break say. dancing contests? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like break dancing is a form of show business, sure. right? Yeah. At least popping and locking is, which is my specialty. Yeah, that's level one. You, if you, you pass there, yeah. you know, you get to coin dropping and yeah. dropping uh, knowledge. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they do. Yeah, yeah, and then you're crumping. Yeah, yeah. I'm not afraid to crump if, uh, if a rec center is going to be saved. Dude, that saves most rec centers. I don't know if people knew that. That's true. That's uh, what. Uh, yeah. So were so were you on set? And what was it? What was it like when he was there? Was it like man? So it was to be totally honest, man. So we so we tuned in from Zoom. We're like you know all of our guests. You know we made that show. What was special about it is that we could make it during the pandemic. 
So it was like, we're writing jokes, pitching jokes over Zoom, like Sarah Silverman sitting on the other side of the Zoom call, freaking Nick Offerman, like, and we're just on the Zoom, like, pitching funny lines. Hopefully they'll say it. Because there's like a talking head element to this show, I guess we should say. Like, it's not just Nick Cage, but it kind of goes around. So you have Sarah Silverman and Nick Offerman on the other line, and you're like, suggesting stuff for them. And we're, you know, most of them are just honestly answering the questions that we, you know, we prompt them. Uh, but so when Nick was there, dude, and we, we probably already knew this because this guy's, you know, the fucking man. He films the entire six episode series in one day. <laughs> wow. Cage brings the heat. Look, one he's, he's starred in feature films in one day, Joel. Right, I, yeah. <laughs> he flies into Bulgaria. He shoots the film. He flies right. out he shoots, 24 flies out. hours later. He shoots another movie on the plane about a man flying back yeah. to L.A. from <laughs> Bulgaria. Yeah. And they're, and this, they're this guy's all good. in a red box by the time the plane lands. <laughs> Do not ever accuse, do not even think about accusing Nicolas Cage of not taking care of business. Yeah. Oh, man. He shoots movies faster than Tyler Perry. It's amazing. (laughs) They should have a move. They should have a movie race. (laughs) Have you, by the way, watched the the, uh, Tyler Perry Nicolas Cage sitcom? Um, They did a hundred episode order on USA. Oh, wow. Shot it in three weeks. It is amazing. It is really. You know, I I I feel like I learned a lot, not just about Nicolas Cage, but also about the power of Christ if we let him into our lives. Right. And you know? I got a few laughs. And I learned something about family. So I got a lot out of Nicolas Cage's sitcom that he made it, with Tyler Perry. It is Brilliant. it was interest an interesting choice to have Nicolas Cage play Medea. <laughs> See, yeah. like, I understand Tyler Perry wanted to get out of it. Right. Like he's done. But like, but when you really think about it what it takes like from your from your soul mm-hmm. from right Nick, yes right Nick, Nick Cage was next in line right that's just it's like that's uh, that's clear that's I imagine 100%. it's like when Ben Kingsley was done being Gandhi you know yeah. right at the end of at the end of that he says I can't I can't come back to this <laughs> and that's why in Gandhi too he he brought in Cage <laughs> yeah for Gandhi Weird. too Oh, guys, Great choice. speaking of uh, movie stars, I have a new segment. Uh, I have a new segment for our show. We love segments. I went into the office the other day, which was very exciting, and we got a package from our friend J. Keith Van Stratton. Hey, okay, J. Keith Van Stratton, the uh, host of the Go Fact Yourself podcast. Yeah, Ooh. a wonderful uh, comedy game show here at Maximum Fun. Uh, he knew that we're big fans of Burt Reynolds, uh, the right. Hirsute star of the 1970s and 80s, uh, known for uh, staring distractedly off camera while chewing gum in most of his films uh, <laughs> and being compelling nonetheless. Somehow, I would say Burt Reynolds is very Nicolas Cage-like. Not the act, not the actor that Nicolas Cage is, but the compelling personage. Yeah, that although Cage I, is. I might Agreed. say... I might say that I, you know, they they have a yin and yang quality in that I think we have minimum effort and maximum effort. Yeah, <laughs> that's very fair. Nicholas Cage is 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 giving giving more than he should. Yeah, to but his. They, but that's but what you a, want. That's what you. Yeah, want. yeah. They, but you know, and the Burt Reynolds, they, they listen. They <laughs> they both showed up for a lot of paychecks. 
I don't, yeah. I don't know what Burt Reynolds' tax situation was like. It probably right. wasn't very good. true. Mm-hmm. They both. That's very they, true. They both. I will yes. say there there was an episode of one of the episodes that we shot within forty minutes. Obviously, when Nick arrived, uh, was uh, he was introducing the concept of the of the series of history of yeah. swear words, and he decides to ad lib and pretty much sing and conduct like a freaking symphony conductor. Michael Tilson Thomas style. Yes. Beautifully committed. uh, The word fuck. And this was (laughs) when you watch the show, he, we didn't write that. (laughs) Nobody pitched that. He was just like, can I, can I sing it? Cage, you didn't put in the script. Cage pulls some Gustavo Dudamel shit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I I opened, I went in the mailbox. I opened this package from our friend J. Keith Van Stratton. I had a nice note that said, uh, I'm sorry I'm sending you this. Um, and he sent, he sent us a book called Burt Reynolds Hotline, The Letters I Get. And right. Um, It is a like a, you know, bargain paperback with a picture of Burt Reynolds. How would you characterize this outfit, Joel, that that Burt Reynolds is wearing here on the cover? Sexy, very sexy. It's a a wrestling singlet with stars on it. Am I seeing that? Yeah. Yeah. One star for his. Yeah. One star star for his abs, I would say. And one one star for his prodigious schlong. (laughs) His legendary schlong. And then there's a, a beautiful woman behind him uh, sort of wrapped is around him. An ass? Is she grabbing ass? She, no, he is grabbing her leg. She's oh, okay, humping his butt. Yeah. And, okay. And he's, he's got a look on his face. He's saying to himself, ain't I a stinker? <laughs> it is amazing that in 1978 they made kids read that in third grade. I know. But that was, you know, it was a different. It was a, it different, was a different time. time. <laughs> George was Carlin was out time. there. He wasn't on Bill and Ted yet. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they were actually adding N words to Huck Finn at the time. <laughs> yeah. Also, different time in American history. So this is from 1972, <laughs> and so this segment is called "Letters to Burt Reynolds." Okay, Joel, uh, Joel. I guess I just before we start, I just I want to get Joel's context for Burt Reynolds because you're you're a younger guy right. than us. So do you? Is he someone okay. you? know about you know was your was your my frame of reference yeah. uh and i i think nobody in this room in this zoom in in this who's listening would be surprised by this for my generation uh the longest yard no doubt. okay yeah absolutely all right that movie yeah. is pretty boring <laughs> uh, <laughs> both of them you think both of them and i haven't seen the sandler one but uh the the one i watched with burt reynolds and i i do like burt reynolds but uh yeah all i remember is just it being boring and him calling a native american guy chief a bunch of times <laughs> oh yeah well that's gonna happen back then no the sandler one's hilarious it's it's really funny there you go uh, you know when you got Terry Crews before he was crazy, you know, yeah, that's just that's just good good comedy. I think he was always doing his Terry Crews thing. You know what I mean? You don't get that, you don't get that yoke to get onto uh, America's Gladiators without a certain intensity. Yeah, that's was Terry Crews an American Gladiator? 
I think he was an American Gladiator. He was either an American Gladiator or a knockoff American Gladiator. He was on a syndicated gladiating <laughs> right. television That's program. true. That's right. There were American Gladiator knockoffs. <laughs> yeah. The rip-roaring success of American sure. Gladiator. I mean, look, there's probably Brazilian Ninja Warrior on television right now, so... You're right. You know, okay, so... It's one of my favorite yeah. things. Letters. There's, not only is there Brazilian Ninja Warrior, but there are people... There are Americans who will corner you and insist that that's the good one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch I don't watch American I watch Brazilian Ninja Warrior. And I only watch Drag Race Bali. <laughs> All right. You know, Burt Reynolds is America's newest sex symbol, star of movies, TV stage, and Cosmo Centerfolds. Stage? Passion flower. <laughs> stage? <laughs> Passion flower to eager femmes from 8 to 80. He's a virile, witty, gracious, warm, lovable, hotter than firecrackers hunk of male who likes nothing better. Did they better. say eager, eager femmes from 8 to 80? Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> wow. Um, it's a broad range. Uh, who wrote this and are they canceled yet? Who <laughs> likes nothing better than reclining his fabulous fanny on bearskin rugs, rapping with his fans and their endless stream of letters wow so my darling bert so you're just opening to a random page pretty much yeah (laughs) i mean i did put in a few bookmarks but they're all like in the first four pages of the book like i didn't i didn't have to dig Uh, far for these (laughs) my darling bert i got the autographed photo yesterday and i haven't had it out of my sight since it kept me awake all night but if there was ever a guy worth losing sleep over you're him. When I look at this picture of wow. you, I just want to reach out and crush you in my arms. You're so delicious. I could eat you right up. All of you. From the top of your beautiful head to the tip of your darling toes. Signed, Love Hungry in Savannah. So, Damn. who wants this book? Who's, who, who is the... Who loves... Burt Reynolds so much that they want to read what other people write to Burt Reynolds. I I I can't imagine. Like I, I enjoy I'm, the films of Jason Statham, but I don't want to read his mail. <laughs> <laughs> I'd read his mail. Just see what's up. Yeah, you know, right. see what's in there. Sure. Look at all these car wash coupons <laughs> Jason Statham got. I want to know. I, I I'm thinking about all the stuff that didn't make the book. Right. You know what I mean? Just things of yeah. like all what, the weird stuff. Yeah. Or just like some like what's your favorite color? Yeah. yeah. Dear Bert, I'll be brief and to the point. I'm a little on the shady side of thirty, which is too old to be playing games. Wow. Honest to God, Bert, the thing in the world I'd most like to do is fuck your brains out. How about it? <laughs> wow man what what page is this what page number is this it? page 13 of the book that's only 13 yeah i i mean i've always book. said I, that's why i like him on the shady side of 30 <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it's weird that that that's like my my go-to uh bumble message actually. right oh that's, really yeah i give it you you be honest you know yeah. You just put it all on the table right sure. there. In, and in this case, you guys, win some, you lose some, you know? I think she was I think she was probably on the evening shady side of 30. Uh, that's, I put that Tom Selleck? Yeah, I think that is Tom Selleck. Okay. <laughs> Dear Bert, 
I'm a ripe old bird of 78, half a century older, I'd say, than most of your fans. Came out here to the prairies from Ontario when I was nine years old. Been here ever since. Farmed with my husband on 160 acres north and west of here. Mostly wheat. <laughs> Brought up six kids and saw them all through college. When my husband died, I moved in with a married daughter who lives in town. The past two years, I've been a little poorly. Touch of asthma and a heart attack. This is the easily the horniest one yet, by the way. <laughs> this one is hot. That's how come I've seen so much television. You are my favorite. Like that fella Jack Parr used to say, I kid you not. Can't tell you how many good chuckles you've given me on those talk shows. Bert, it's a fair piece up to this neck of the woods. I know. But I was wondering if you could ever get up this way. Honest to God. I think I could cash in my checks happy if I ever met you. How about it? One thing, you'd be safe. What could an old geezer like me do to you, for Pete's sake? For Pete's... I like... <laughs> boy, this has... this. Okay, there's a lot going on here. So she's, she's ready to die. <laughs> this is someone who has accepted death. She sure is. Um... Yeah, and she just, what, come up and visit me and then watch me die. <laughs> not only will yeah. I not fuck you, <laughs> yeah. but you could watch me expire. Dear Bert, we girls of Winnetka would love to give you a rip-roaring send-off at the airport when you leave Chicago. Won't you please contact us and give us the flight information? We'll be just as naughty as the law allows, but promise not to embarrass you too much. Wow. <laughs> We're most anxious that you get on that plane in a most relaxed state, ready for a good sleep. So, They're we'll jack you off at the airport? <laughs> yeah, that's what that one is. Wow. Meet us behind the Cinnabon. <laughs> Can I t I'm going to read this one. This one okay. is the one like these, obviously, Jordan, you asked the question, who are these for? Right. And I think to some extent, you know, women can imagine themselves writing a letter like this to Burt Reynolds. And I think men can hear these come-ons that these women are writing. They can imagine themselves in Burt Reynolds' place. And it might get them a little horned up. Yeah, I, that's, the thing, hmm. that's the thing I'm kind of like puzzling about this is like, is this, is this porn for someone? Yeah, I guess yes. so. Yeah, I guess so. Yes. It's porn for me right now. Wow. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Joel I'm, is I'm just glad the camera's only Yeah, uh, thank you for being classy yeah. about it, Joel. And and you know, we're a sex positive podcast, so we support you. Yeah. I this... feel comfortable here and I just I want to express No, myself thank you. And thank you for um thank you for letting us know and and thank no, you for being I've comfortable. I've just been enjoying, you know, I've just been enjoying this yeah. and um if you could just send me a just just screenshot a bunch of those yeah. for me and just text them to me later. I'd really that'd be great. And Jesse, you have such a beautiful reading fun. voice too. Thank you. It really helps. Uh, so, this is the one that, for me, in reading almost a dozen pages of this book, I found the most. This was the one where, if I got this Bumble message, I would have to rethink my own married lifestyle. Wow. Ooh. Okay. My own Ooh. happily right. married lifestyle. Look, don't tell okay. the misses. Okay. Jesse, why do you but have it, the Bumble account? Um, 
Just for research, I'm writing a screenplay. On <laughs> 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 anonymous sex. <laughs> there's a fr- uh, there's a friends there's a friends tab on Bumble, I think, right? There's a There is. Tab. And there's a business option there's a business as well. Option. There's business and friends. Jesse People loves, are looking you know. for business at contacts on Bumble. Yeah, man. Why not? It's it's the pandemic, bro. I think yeah. those people pa- are it's pandemonium. It's our bumbling business. That's what I think. But Jesse, it's where Jeff Bezos found his spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> that was on the Boondoggles tab. <laughs> okay. Here's the one that here's the one that where I thought I could see myself with this girl. Okay. Dear Bert, I love sports. Hunting, fishing, horseback riding, and a hairy he-man. You. I'm 39 years old, divorced, with two boys. I can't write too good, as three years ago I cut the first joint of my index finger off, grinding meat. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I love her. Yeah. I love her. I live in the Shenandoah Valley. Do you like to hunt? Wish you could be here and go deer hunting with me. I smoke a pipe when I'm hunting. Other times I smoke cigars. I love hair on a man, and you really do have it just where I love it. Wish someday I could see it all. Just looking at that picture, I get so excited I can hardly write. I presume the stump finger is part of that as well. She said that earlier. Yeah, that's in the right. I imagine letter. it makes writing. I don't know, although I don't know. I guess we don't know which hand she. Well, she said she can't write too good because of that, for that reason. Wait. She doesn't. Why doesn't she just use the other hand? Like if she to write? Have she, you ever tried writing with your non-preferred hand, Joel? Well, yeah, but I mean, I mean, she should have used the other hand to grind the meat, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, keep that meat grinder away from the dominant hand. Yeah, bro. She's gonna need. That. I don't know. I feel like if you, if I, I would just get somehow get good at the other. Yeah, you'd think you'd daredevil it. <laughs> All your. <laughs> You get super senses in your remaining fingers. That's true. Maybe I'd have to test this theory. Let me go. Let me go get a meat. <laughs> yeah, go, right go grind some meat. <laughs> let us know how it goes. We'll just wait here, yeah. reading uh, horny I'll, Burt Reynolds letters. I'll send you guys a letter, and you'll see how right. I did. I I love hair on a man, and you really do have it just where I love it. Wish someday I could see it all. Just looking at that picture, I get so excited I can hardly write. If you were here, what I wouldn't do to you. I'd kiss you from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. No place I wouldn't find. And leave <laughs> wet with my kisses. How, why she got to find his dick? <laughs> I mean, it's right there between the, his belly button and his knees, you know? Like, it's right there. It's between, it's at the place where his legs come together with his torso. I'm going to be honest. I'm really disappointed at the lack of meat analogies. Right. There. Yeah, it's you're right. I'd it's really right there. I'd really grind your meat off. Come sure. on. The tip of your meat. I love, get a, caught in I my love grinder. a sausage. You're a beefcake. I, um, uh, yes. Just low-hanging, you know, sausage. Low-hanging sausage. <laughs> Do you like pipes? <laughs> sure. I love a nice dick steak, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> Anyway, maybe we'll bring that back because I did not get that very deep in, into this book. So maybe I, in the future we'll. It is amazing that Burt Reynolds responded to each of those letters and he included a pube in each one. <laughs> Jay, Jay Keith sent this with a, a, on Botsmaru 
stationary. Ah, oh, our favorite member of the Sanrio gang. Bad, bad Botsmaru. Uh, Who? So if, if those are real, how did they get them? And if they're fake, why did you write them like that? <laughs> I have. Oh, wait, my question yes. is also: Has Bert ever read these? I right? I don't know. I mean, he. They just put them out, right? It's they've all got they've got. I mean, these have to be like dear penthouse type things. These have to be like fake. He posed for the wrestling singlet photo, or that was just one of his stock photos. Uh, no, that's my that's he, my guess. He takes all these letters in stride, never blowing his fantastic cool as he answers some pretty way out queries. Way out queries. I believe I believe it because you know we talk we joke about Bumble. They didn't have Bumble. And, you That's know, true. In the seventies, man, this is Bumble. This was you got to write some dirty little. You know, I lost my finger. You want to use the nub? You know, <laughs> That's what I would write. Sure. If, you you won't you won't believe what I can do with this nub. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, for people who are for people who are watching the live stream of this, they'll get a chance to see this. Jordan, I'm going to rely on you to describe. Yeah, happy to do what it. is in this picture. But there is there's a photo spread in the middle, and it's mostly him in the singlet. Uh, or him in a, an almost entirely unbuttoned uh, Wrangler Western shirt type of deal. Um, but there's one here, and I, I honestly, I, it's hard for me even to begin to describe it. So I'm going to leave it to my friend Jordan here. So Bert appears to be nude. He is wearing a, yep. not a cowboy hat, but like a Dick Trace, or no, an old press guy hat, like a... Like a, it's much yeah. taller than that, though. Look how tall. But it, it has is. the card in it, right? It has the little press card in it. That's why I'm. It's saying. like a ten gallon. It's like a Pecos Bill type hat. Right. It is. It is yeah. a. It's a. Yeah. It's, it's a, a World Pharrell War. Yeah. It's a. It's the first oh, Pharrell that's hat. Right. Yeah. It is the Pharrell hat, but with a press badge in it to get him <laughs> access to various media events. Yeah, <laughs> he is nude. The hat. He's got a cigarette, and he is uh, um, sitting, kind of cool '90s teacher style, kind of backwards on a chair that looks like it is in a casino in front of a slot machine. This chair is a human hand shaped chair. Oh, I didn't notice and the that. Okay, thumb of the human hand is covering his dick. Okay, and when you say there's a cigarette in his mouth, he's doing like a. <laughs> With the yeah, cigarettes and the very uh, uh, massy, yeah, it's, yeah, it is sticking uh, up in the air like the like the penguin's cigarette holder, and also like if you look at the cigarette, it looks kind of like a fat J. Would oh, you say? I, don't, I mean, again, I'm not seeing maybe all the like detail. A thick I missed. Tube. I missed the uh, I missed the detail about the hand chair. Is there is there anyone in history who uh, uh, is Burt Reynolds the man who has had the most photos of him taken with something slightly obscuring his junk? Yeah, I think that's oh, probably who the has case. had more. I, I wonder. I mean, other than wait, of wait, course oh, Winston yeah, no, Churchill. Right. <laughs> and there's yeah. Oh boy, that's beautiful. That's him doing the Donald Sutherland from Animal House, but in a football jersey. He's 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 lifting up to catch a football, and you can see those famous buns. Which listen. 
I'm, I, I, you know, I'm in a glass house. I don't. I shouldn't be throwing these stones. But the buns. What don't are you look- talking about? You don't live in a glass house. You live in a. You live in a house made entirely of gorgeous buns. <laughs> the buns don't look great in that photo. Jordan, your house. I'm talking about your house. Right. Is that wait? Can I? I have a yes. question about the buns. Yes. About yeah. the these Burt buns. The Burt buns. Yes. Burt's buns. Uh, soon to branch off from Burt's Beats. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> right. But in that photo there, is it me or was there hair on the butt or was that a shadow it, it, from from the it bottom? It looks like a hairy like, ass. And that was not my issue with the buns. Although I think okay. it is important to, to while we're describing this, like, Joel, you are right. I think this he his, it's a hairy ass. And that was not my it, yeah. issue with it. Um, you know, and I think obviously some 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 people like a hair. What can yes. I? What 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 raises your issue with uh, burst buns? Just with there's burst nothing buns. there. It's a little flat, right? I I mean, and you right. and you see this those... was before you had those Beyonce workouts on Instagram, right? He didn't know it's about true. doing squats. This guy was just smoking cigarillos, sure, puffing fat jays, blowing trees. <laughs> I also like how those letters included too many personal details. <laughs> well that I feel like that is the most convincing argument for the veracity of this content, right? Like if you were going to write a book like this. Right. And I hope to someday. That's that yeah. Now that you're a published author, you're on the road, talk to your right. agent. But I think in my heart I believe that you would, if you were just some dude writing this book, that you would be writing about like, oh, my jugs are like this, you know, my my thick milky jugs or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about your thick milky jugs, you know? Yeah. If you were writing this book fake. But if you're not writing it fake, what you're saying is, do you want to go deer hunting with me? I've got a stumpy finger. Right. No. From from an accident. Here's what it's reading as to me is this guy has a word count he's trying to hit with these. You know how like Uh you know how you like go Google an online recipe, right? You're like, I want to know how to make scalloped potatoes, right? You Google scalloped potatoes, and because they need you to scroll the whole fucking website so you see all of their ads you know before you get to scalloped potatoes you have to read a story about like my kids just won't eat side dishes and i try and make them side dishes but they always say nah but then i made these and they're like "Mm, nom 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 and it's just this whole fucking like how do i make these my kids won't my kids will only eat flat potatoes right (laughs) anyway so i think that's what's going on here is that these this just has to be a certain length and whoever this letter ghost writer is is like <sighs> shit um um i live in a brown house and i like tin foil and sometimes my fridge breaks it i think that's i think that's what's going on here when you read some of these letters you might wonder how many of the innocent there are left anyway don't expect to be able to point to anyone and say so you're this sexy little devil who wrote they took out the identifying details okay. guys reading other people's mail isn't really very nice on the other hand it can be fun. Warmly yours, Burt Reynolds. <laughs> I, would I think love- this was written by his dear friend, Gene Bow. He says, thanks to my dear friend, Gene Bow, for all the fun and help in putting this book together. Gene Bow probably suggested the idea, what if you're jumping up to catch a pass? 
uh, but you're not wearing any trousers, so you're so your little booty's hanging right yeah. out. Your little hairy booty. I a little buddy Bert. I would love it if this was just a a literal way to peek into Burt Reynolds' mail, and then like the first <laughs> the first twenty pages are horny letters from. <laughs> <laughs> from divorced amputees. <laughs> and then the last half, just car wash coupons. <laughs> yeah, just all. <laughs> okay, uh, we're going we're gonna to take a break. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Now, Jordan, I bet you know who brings our listeners every single episode of Jordan, Jesse Go. I don't know. Would you tell me? It's Jeff Bezos, space billionaire. Oh, thank no. you, Bezos. <laughs> we call him the bees. <laughs> we hope you're having fun in space, bees. Uh, bees. Ah, space bees. <laughs> 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 It's the members of MaximumFun.org. Thank you to every single one of them and everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join to become a member. That is an option available to you, listener. We're also grateful this week to our friends at Stitch Fix. Right, right. Stitch Fix. We love them. I went to two parties today. Two? Two different parties. Oh, my gosh. Gabriel's birthday and Pierce's birthday. Which one was better? Come on. Talk shit. Talk shit about the Pierce's, uh, children's birthdays. Pierce's birthday had a piñata. Okay. Classic. Gabriel's birthday had popsicles. So I'm going to go with Gabriel's birthday because I don't get anything out of the piñata. That's for the right. children. Yeah. Whereas the popsicles are for everyone, including cool dads. Awesome. Sounds like a fun way for a dad to cool down. Anyway, my my point here is that we're getting out into the world. We're having this outdoor, you know, we're putting our masks on, getting together with people, and we need some fly threads, as I call them. You gotta have, you gotta look fly. Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> Pierce's dad is gonna talk shit about you. <laughs> oh, god damn it! Pierce's dad is handsome too. That's the other thing yeah, about Pierce's well. dad. This guy's a good-looking guy. He could he could talk shit all day, and all I would say is thank you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Stitch Fix is a service <laughs> that helps get you fly threads. Uh, here's how it works. They have somebody over there at Stitch Fix who picks out little outfits for you. This is based on your measurements and your preferences. You fill out a little computer form. Then they pick out special outfits for you, and you can keep them all or you can send them back. And honest to goodness, they do a good job. I bought some, I bought some uh, party garb. For my young son Oscar, and they pick they pick nice stuff, not too scratchy. Oh yeah, you got it. You listen, kids kids love a soft shirt. Yeah, starchy pants, no thanks. Yeah, I tried to starch them up, but the starch wouldn't stick. That's the Stitch Fix promise. <laughs> yeah, Stitch Fix. Uh, they send you great stuff, and it is genuinely fun. It is genuinely fun to fill out the like style profile. Um, I've had such good luck with their stuff fitting me. It's so nice to kind of know that when you see something and you like it, it'll probably fit you really nice. Uh, Stitch Fix, it's a blast. Uh, you pay a $20 styling fee for each box, and that gets credited toward the pieces you keep. So there are no hidden fees ever. 
Yeah, I think that fit thing is one of the like. Look, anybody can tell you. You can walk into any gosh darn store and and they'll pick out a nice shirt for you. And if you're lucky, maybe they know your colors. You know, if you're lucky. But what's cool about Stitch Fix is is that across brands, these stylists know the relative fit. So once they lock in your fit, they can pick clothes that always fit you, which is, especially if you're tough to fit, a, a really great advantage. So get started today at stitchfix.com slash JJGo. You'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com slash JJGo, 25% off everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash JJGo. We're also supported this week by the good folks at Freshly. Jordan, I'm so tired. I'm too tired to cook, Jordan. Boy, well, I guess you'll just have to go to bed and starve to death in your sleep. (laughs) There's no other way. There's no solution to this problem. Oh, I hope it's a sweet death. Wait, hold on, Jesse. I'm getting a memo from our opportunity department. (laughs) It turns out that there's a great service that offers chef-made, nutrient-packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door. No cooking required. Here's what yeah. you do. You okay, visit... what do I do? Jordan? Yeah. Take a look at that memorandum and let me know what to do. Here's what you do. You visit freshly.com slash JJGo. You choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you meals like steak, peppercorn, sausage, baked penne, or the chicken pesto bowl. Uh, our listeners can try Freshly for just six sixteen per meal. Stop searching the internet for healthy food near me every night and start living life freshly. I actually do that compulsively. I'm getting blisters on my fingers from searching the internet <laughs> for healthy food near me. Listen, you, now you can you can put that compulsion to bed unless for some reason it's emotionally soothing to you. Then do it because of self-care. Yeah. But if you're actually using it to look for food... You don't have to because you just go to Freshly.com slash JJGo. And if you go to that special URL, uh, you'll get $40 off your first two orders. Uh, Freshly.com slash JJGo. You get 40 bucks off your first two orders. Stop stressing about dinner. I command you. Go to Freshly.com slash JJGo for $40 off your first two orders. That's Freshly.com slash JJGo for 40 bucks. Off your first two orders. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, it's Joel Boyd here. Uh, they call me the T-shirt cannon. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just because of his ejaculatory prowess. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. I, I come shirts. It's yeah. not okay. But... I mean, weird. You mispronounced fantastic. You yeah. got a lifetime supply of shirts there. Well, at least one or two a day until you're uh, an older yeah. man. I get tired, but you know. Yeah. I get hired for a lot of events. It's just... <laughs> you work out. You work out. You're like, oh, I got to change. Well, give me give me 10 minutes. 
Oh, I'm gonna shirt. Oh, I'm gonna shirt. Look out. I did great at the Bucks games. I did. Joel, have you ever have you ever operated a t-shirt cannon? Uh no, but I I mean being one is like enough. It's exhausting. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's just it's unfortunate because it, it's just a weird thing to have to put in your bumble profile. Right, right. But I'm upfront about it. I'm yeah. really like, you know, we said on the show, we're very sex positive here and and I'm Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to hear anybody. I don't want to hear about anybody online after this show airs giving Joel a hard time because he comes shirts. I don't need any shirt shamers out there. That's not. It's beautiful. Yeah. And they're already they're They come out freshly pressed and ironed. You don't have to. And these aren't Hanes beefy yeah. tees. These yeah. are like thin, high quality, like premium, like yeah. that soft cotton, that soft cotton. That's soft. Exactly. It feels vintage. It feels yeah. washed. Tubular construction, so you don't have to have those side seams. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. that's the worst. It's all light and airy. It's great. Yeah, very. It's not that stuff at the. You can dress it up, dress it down. Yeah. You could throw a blazer up for these things. <laughs> <laughs> can I say one thing? I personally do not come t-shirts. Okay, just come regular semen. But it is pretty light and airy. Is it <laughs> right? And you could throw a blazer up for it. Yeah. It's got a nice, a nice froth yeah. to it. It's you know? weird because. Uh, you know, I eat pineapples. Right. And uh, <laughs> <Go on>. <laughs> the <laughs> shirts just come out with like SpongeBob's face on them. Like it's just, it's, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's one of those, I mean, this came up last week on the program. It's it's one of those SpongeBob faces, like a, a SpongeBob popsicle where it's just sort of a half melted gumball. Right. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I would have to be under a specific emotion to get. Any other expression? Mm-hmm. Get yeah, I mean, yeah, that's rough. Yeah, that's rough. And, and Joel, thank you for sharing this with. Thank you. This, thank you this for is crazy because this is like I've been wanting to get that off my chat. You know what I mean? No, and, and I brought it the, to JJ is, Go, yeah. and and you guys get the exclusive. I mean, you guys. Uh, yeah, we're so lucky. Thank thank you guys for for letting me. Hey, no, I mean, th- yeah, uh, you're welcome. You're thank welcome. You. Incidentally, uh, speaking of our sex positivity. Right. Uh, we want to wish all the Jordan Jesse Go listeners out there a happy anal August. Yeah, yeah. happy anal August. Uh, Joel, for you or for any new listeners, and thank you for... <laughs> There's actually... no new listeners. <laughs> <laughs> There's Come Joel on. Boyd heads out there. There's Boyd yeah. heads out there who are tuning in for the first time to hear Joel talk about coming <laughs> shirts. <laughs> Cat Williams. Cat Williams heard that we were talking about him. He's the right. nicest guy. The nicest guy. Great guy. Great guy. According to CJ. Um, for new listeners uh, or, you know, uh, people who don't listen in August for some reason, um, you know, anal August is a sacred time. You know, the Flophouse has cage miss in July. <laughs> we mm-hmm. have we have anal August. It's based on a sign that I saw once outside the pleasure chest on Santa Monica Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Um, they apparently dedicate the whole month of August to, um, you know, education and celebration um, around the anal area. And we paid it forward to the pleasure chest. We invited someone from the some years ago. We had a guest from the pleasure chest mm. to talk about butt stuff. Uh, she was not crazy about us, I would say. No. Tolerant, <laughs> tolerant of us at best. Um, but yeah, we're we're grateful to the pleasure chest for for being the the original source. Can you get you know just because I you know I'm not familiar fully 
with Please. Anal- mm-hmm. analogous. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Was there anything you guys learned that would be like a hot, like, ooh, I, sh- I maybe should try that? Or may- maybe so, it's a fun fact that yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> Joel, so that great, anus- just Joel, let me start out by saying, great question. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Uh, so I would start with this. The anus is a science word for buttholes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. We learned that. So, um, you know, I mean, so I think let's I think just it's start a, there. It's important to know that kind of anal August for us, um, <laughs> it's broader than all that. It's not just about you know it's shoving our, things up the old turd cutter. Yeah, yeah. Our anuses have broadened over time. Which we support, by the way. I mean, shove whatever in the old tur- turd cutter as long as you're being But safe remember, without it. a base, without a trace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I think that's 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 important, too. So, so we are using it as kind of a metaphor to be for being open. Opening yourself yeah. up to new things. Yeah. Um, Your tr- metaphorical butt. Trying or... something. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but being prepared, lubing up. As it were, mm. for yeah. for new experiences. So there's kind and, of like know, a mental lube that that you guys would. I would say mm-hmm. this full, this whole episode, right, w- is what I would say for America and everyone listening. It's like a it's a mental lube that we're really providing as a service. Yeah, beautifully said, beautifully said, Joel. Beautifully said. I think it was Nas on It Was Written who said, "Lubricate your mental." Right. Yeah. Right. Um. And so, yeah, but but also, I mean, we should just as far as like, you know, the business of shoving things up your turd cutter, of course, you have yeah. to remember without a base, without a trace. So, mm. right. So stay safe. You know, you're going to want to make sure whatever you're shoving in there has a nice flared base um, mm-hmm. because the butt will suck it in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> butts do suck things in. So you got to be careful about butt sucking, mm-hmm. which is odd. It's like the opposite of what their main talent is. Is so they they're they're like ambidextrous. Yeah, it's like I can. Yeah, they right. Can, I can yeah. do. They do it all. Just let someone could learn to write with their left yeah. hand after a <laughs> after a meat slicing accident. Jordan, I'm glad that you brought up that in a in a lot of ways this is a, a metaphor for being open to new experiences and so on and so forth. I would also add there's a second layer of metaphor, in my opinion. Which is, it's not just a metaphor for being open, it's also a metaphor for um, for stimulating the prostate. Right. Yes. Yes. Sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I think we, we want to take some calls. We have, we have some momentous occasions. We have some mm-hmm. segments. Um, but, yeah, I'd like to just, because it is analogous, I'd like to just have a call to action. If there is anybody out there who is trying something new for anal August. Now, yeah. this can be anal sex. <laughs> 100%. It can if it, if be. If you're just talking about my wife put a finger in the button, stimulated the prostate, that's awesome. Would love to hear about it. Uh, that's going to feel great. You're going to love it. Um, so, but I mean, this could be, you know, uh, you know, like uh, taking a new vacation, um, yeah, you know, yeah. trying a new dance craze, getting a new yeah. pet. We want to hear about all this stuff. So, so please give us a call 206-984-4FUN and tell us how you're being open, uh, this August. And if it's just a, a really widely gaped ass, you know. <laughs> That's fine. Sure. Yeah. Give us a call. Give us a call. We don't screen the calls. (laughs) We don't. We don't even know how to work the microphone. (laughs) 
<laughs> a man put a hood over our heads and sat us down in these chairs. <laughs> okay, 206-9844-FUN or JJGO at MaximumFun.org. Uh, it's time for momentous occasions when you give us a call to tell us about something momentous going on in your life. Uh, here is one such telephone call. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Go. Hey, potential guests. Probably Nick Repeat Adams. I have a momentous occasion to share. I just sent my first dick pic. I'm 37 years old. Uh, been listening to the show since the beginning recently. I'm on episode 186. So hopefully you guys are still doing these. Uh, peace. That's really nice. I've never sent a dick pic before. It's a shame we're not still doing these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Bummer, bummer for this dude, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, 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 you I mean, know, I, I'm, I'm proud of him emotionally because that's a lot of confidence. I didn't have a lot of confidence growing up. You know what I mean? For a man to be that confident to really right. to do that um, emotionally, you've come a long way, sir. Uh, yeah. But societally, you you set us back. You did. Um, sure. <laughs> as, as a social as a social stunt, you. Yeah. 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 I guess. I guess we should before we we talk about this and celebrate it any further. I guess you know we let's assume that our listeners are nice people and this was a solicited dick pic. Yeah. Yeah. He actually called back to say that it was solicited. Thank you, oh, Brian. Thank okay. you, Brian. Good. Yeah. Good information. Yeah. So that's that's so like now we can kind of move forward with shaming him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. I mean, yeah. I I think. You know, if you're in a if you're in a if you're in a long distance something, if you can't get together, I mean, sometimes. Yeah, I guess it would kind of be a little presumptuous if if he was going to see her tomorrow. You know what I mean? It's like uh, right. Yeah, he could have waited, like maybe you know, till until she's in Mexico. You know, but... <laughs> looking forward to seeing you at the outback. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see it, claim jumpers. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think with dick pics, um, God, just lighting is so important. Lighting is so uh-huh. important, and it's just, and also like making sure there's not something embarrassing in the background. Yeah. Uh. Like making sure you they can't see that your TV is tuned to Family Feud. <laughs> <laughs> like not being able to kind of see Steve Harvey in the background is very important. But hey, man. If Family Feud turns you on and that's how you get it up, I'm not judging anybody who's listening that that's for them, too. Yeah. I might judge a little. Yeah. I mean, I just think in my case, I'm not I'm not jacking off to Family Feud. Right. It's just a perfect soundtrack. To, right. Yeah, yeah. You're comfortable in the context. You're like nestled in yeah. Family Feud. Exactly. And jerking off to something yeah. hornier. Sure. Yeah. Um, but it would be fun to try to time out like time your orgasm to when he's going to say survey says that just might be like a fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> good, good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> I would want to time it. And right before Steve Harvey looks down the barrel of that camera and says, can you believe these people? Yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't, to, like, he doesn't, oh, actually, he doesn't no. actually say it. But he's he saying gives it with the look. He says he's it like, with his eyes. Oh, yeah. boy. Is this my job? I do think that one of the greatest lessons of the 21st century, Mm -hmm. the time when people are filming themselves having sex and putting it on the internet willy-nilly. Right. Yeah. um, It's how many people... I'm sorry, can I plug my OnlyFans really quickly? (laughs) Yeah, real quick. (laughs) Before we move too far. Yeah. Sorry. Um, 
I do think that one of the lessons of that, like one of the things we've learned, other than like, you know, there's this broad variety of bodies that can be beautiful and everyone is interested in their own sexuality and so on and so forth. That's all great. Uh, it's just like how many people are watching something on TV while they're fucking or they just didn't turn it off. Right. <laughs> like, I think just the number of homemade pornography videos where the ball game is playing in the background. <laughs> sure. Or like an episode of Friends. You're like, is that? I think I've seen that one. Is, <laughs> did, like, is did that they... the Chinese restaurant episode of Seinfeld? Did someone pause Halo? <laughs> <laughs> really? I don't know what these people are up to. What's the story there? Man. Anyway, uh, we have a lot of recurring segments on the program. It's not just letters to Burt Reynolds. Um, and so the only thing is we have so many great ideas that we've thought of over the years that people love. So many original ideas that we've created and own uh, that people love that we just make sure that if you call into one of those segments, you just tell us what the segment is up top. That way we'll be reminded of one of the many great things that we thought of. Um, and own that everyone loves. Uh, and here is one person who did that. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. Uh, this is Max in Chicago uh, calling in for your uh, beloved segment, Dennis Farina name dropping. Mm -hmm. uh, a number of years ago, my uh, then girlfriend, now wife, worked on a movie where uh, Made in Chicago, where Dennis Farina um, was the lead role. And I got to go to the cast party and uh, met him, was introduced to him. He seemed very nice uh, and then kind of drifted off elsewhere. Uh, later on in the evening, I was uh, just kind of sitting in a chair minding my own business. Dennis Farina comes up to me, doesn't say a word, just gives me an avuncular, uh, you know, kind of attaboy rub on the shoulder and then walks off again. And that was the last interaction I ever had with Dennis Farina, R.I.P. Thank you. Can I tell you, Jordan, what would happen if uh, I went to a movie rap party and Dennis Farina put his hand on my shoulder and gave me an avuncular attaboy? You'd blast a T-shirt? <laughs> I'd get home and it it would be a, an Aunt Claudia situation. Right. Ooh, panties to the right. ceiling. It'll, just like when Aunt Claudia got a hug from Wesley Snipes. Um, Joel, <laughs> do you have a cherished minor interaction with a celebrity? Minor? Yeah, it could it could be it could be major. Oh man. Or a cherished interaction with a mining celebrity. Ooh. <laughs> you know, those are harder to come by. <laughs> My quintessential one is I and mean, we've talked about this on the show, but when um, you know, uh, I was in Santa Monica and Tyrese saw me across the street and vaguely recognized me from my time doing press junkets. And he said, hey, my man, looking good. <laughs> and I think this is this is along the lines of Dennis Farina slapping you on the back at a party. Um, mm. You know, it's small, but you remember it for the rest of your life. Um, yeah. Oh, man, that's. That's romantic too. I think he was trying to hit on you. Man, did I did I miss my you shot with Tyrese? It. Hey, my Fuck. man, looking good. I mean, there's literally no one on earth who wouldn't have sex with Tyrese. Sure. That's very true, right? Like, there's asexual people who would fuck Tyrese because just to get some time with that. Yeah. Sure. I'd want him to. I, I'm more of a fan of his singing career than his acting. So I would just. Yeah. I would just do it just to have him like sing to me you know what i mean right oh that would just be gorgeous the poor man's joe is what he was known as <laughs> the poor the man's time. joe no <laughs> can i say something about dennis farina real quick you may did 
Did you know that Dennis Farina was originally a Chicago cop before he became an actor? Interesting. Uh, yeah, he got like tapped to be an actor. He was on set as a technical consultant or something. Somebody said, you should get into movies because you're really amazing, which led to um, this past year. I don't know if you saw this hashtag on Twitter. Uh, a cabadef. Uh, all cops are bastards except Dennis Farina. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah, I'm trying to be on. I'm trying to be online less and trying to be a little more present. Yeah, I'm extremely <laughs> online, just like the late Dennis Farina. <laughs> oh yeah, Farina's always he shit was. posting, shit posting till the day he died. That guy, that guy, fucking went into his hoot suite when he was right. on his deathbed and scheduled shit posting for after he was dead. <laughs> Fucking hoot sweet. He was uh, ahead of his time, man. <laughs> Make sure that after I die, people know I hated The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> they ruined Luke. <laughs> Donate oh, my man. mustache to Gamergate <laughs> Charities. <laughs> It's Gamergate charities. Yeah. They fight. For... Are the Gamergate people doing charitable work? They fight for ethics in video game journalism. Right. Oh, I my. Think. Dennis Farina, big Gamergator. Joel, you've had your chance. What's your celebrity interaction, Joel? Okay, wait. I do. I do remember a good one. Uh, I cheated, obviously, because I was writing for a show. Uh, but I wrote for a show where Halle Berry rap battled James Corden. Oh. Mm -hmm. And I wrote for her battle. I wrote her some jokes. One of those days where I didn't get to see her, though, all day. Didn't get to see her. I'm, you know, working on set. So I've, end of the day, I notice she's leaving her trailer, and I go, fuck it, dude. I gotta meet Halle yeah. Berry. I mean, you gotta. Right. I mean, you gotta. Shoot your shot, Joel. Shoot, shoot your, your shot, shot, bro. I mean, she was in between all those whatever men she dates. Uh, so I was like, fuck it. And I walk up to her. She's getting out of the trailer. And I go, hey, Hallie, uh, I'm Joel. I'm one of the writers. I didn't get to say hi to you today. I work for your battle. Great job. I just want to say one thing. And I looked at her dead in her beautiful eyes. First of all, she smells She smells amazing. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine <laughs> a stanky Halle Berry? No, it's impossible to imagine. Dude. I mean, after a full day's work, she smells like... Like like she just walked out of like a uh, like a hair salon like just like her skin is made right. of roses oh be beautiful and I and I said very very dead seriously I was like Hallie before you go I really got to tell you one thing your best performance boomerang straight up wow and she she took that in. She really did. Obviously, she mm -hmm. she made her laugh. Her whole team or you know, makeup folks are cracking up. But I was dead serious. I think her best performance. Get fuck Gothica, fuck uh, Monsters Ball, and all that shit that she won for. Joel, I was so worried you were gonna say Swordfish. I was so worried <laughs> that the story was going to you talking about her famous topless scene in Swordfish. And I am glad you are too classy for that. Yeah. All boomerang all the time. <laughs> all day. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hi, I'm Anna. 
Annabelle Gerwich. And I'm Laura House. And we're the hosts of Tiny Victories. My tiny victory is that I sewed that button back on the day after it broke. We talk about that little thing that you did that's a big deal to you, but nobody else cares. Did you get that Guggenheim Genius Award? We don't want to hear from you. We want little bitty tiny victories. My tiny victory is a tattoo that I added onto this past weekend. Let's talk about it. My victory is that I'm one year cancer free, but my tiny victory is that I took all of the cushions off the couch, pounded them out, put them back, and it looks so great. So if you're like us and you want to celebrate the tiny achievements of ordinary people, listen to Tiny Victories. It's on every Monday on Maximum Fun. Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we're the hosts of One Bad Mother, a podcast about parenting. Parenting is hard and we have no advice, but we do see you doing it. Honk if you like to do it. <laughs> Didn't we have a bumper sticker a while back that was like, yeah. honk if you did it. That's what it I was. I think it was honk if you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we not ever make this? those? We did make life. them. I did think they're still in the Max Fun store. <laughs> honk, honk. You're doing it. <laughs> Thanks, Biz. So are you. Each week, we'll be here to remind you that you're doing a good job. You can find us on MaximumFun.org. Hong Kong. Toot toot. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Hey, guys. Joel Boyd, T-shirt cannon. Jordan, did you ever get to use the T? I know you and Chris Fairbanks did a few events where there, when in, the, in your action sports days, where there were T-shirt cannons. Did you ever actually get to use the T-shirt cannon? Here's the fucked up part. No. Oh, Isn't that fucked oh, up? Oh. Isn't that fucked up? I was in. <laughs> so, I did. You had to do unscripted comedy for skate teens. Yes outdoors and you weren't even allowed to be the one using the t-shirt cannon no uh, <laughs> is there like a is like a safety hazard or what they say i don't know i mean i think that i think that maybe is the, there a school for shooting a t-shirt cannon yeah I, I know you need to be certified it's like scuba diving <laughs> you, yeah, need to certified. Have, you have to be a fully certified gritty <laughs> To right. shoot the t-shirt cannons. <laughs> You're like, well, he hasn't reached fanatic with a pH status yeah. yet. So you gotta earn belts. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta earn shirts. You gotta mm-hmm. you're not a black shirt, bro. You can't mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I've never operated a t-shirt cannon and I'll probably die without getting the chance. So God. We should buy a t-shirt cannon. You know, one time I was at uh Bumber Shoot and I went to see the human giant show. You know, our friend, friends Rob Hubel and Paul Shear and uh, uh, Aziz Ansari, who we don't know, um, <laughs> uh, they they were doing a human giant show and they had a fucking T-shirt cannon in the show. And I was like, yeah, I guess all comedy shows should have this because this rules. <laughs> this is great. This part where they're shooting the t-shirt cannon. I love this. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, kind of kind of touring and live show type stuff is still kind of up in the air these days. I think we would love to do it. Um, you know, it's as soon as as soon as it's safe, as soon as it's reasonable. So, yeah, I mean, maybe we should invest in a t-shirt cannon for the next Jordan Jesse Go tour and just see how artificially pumped up 
we can get our audience of NPR donating Funko Pop collectors. <laughs> can, can I say, Jordan, there is, uh, there is one thing that might be an issue with this. Right. So T-shirt cannons don't, are not cheap. Um, and I know that we had agreed upon a budget. Yeah. I did spend it on a basketball hoop and a diagonal trampoline. Um, okay. I think we could use this. Yeah. So I've been thinking some fancy dunks would be what we would be presenting. Okay. I'm, g- I'm actually just, this will be fun. I'm, I'm pricing this right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm just typed. I just went into an e-commerce website. I, I, mm-hmm. uh, Fogdog.com. I went to, went to fogdog.com. I wrote in T-shirt cannon, and it automatically auto-filled launcher gun. So T-shirt cannon, launcher <laughs> gun. Yeah. I'm pricing these. Um, let's do it. Let's do it Price is Right style. What do you guys think? Uh, Jesse, Jesse, you go first. Joel, I'll let you. Uh, okay. Are these powder actuated? Are these pneumatic? How, what's, the, what's the mechanism on these? So I've got three here. The yeah. Bleacher Reacher Pro T-shirt uh-huh. Air Cannon Silver. Oh, good. Is there? A, there's. I don't want any amateur ones. So T-shirt Cannon Micro Mini Silver. So this is this is like a looks about the same as the Bleacher Reacher, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a little more of a. It doesn't have like a. It doesn't have a bump stock attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh, Diane Feinstein stood in the way of yeah, and then we have the air cannon stress ball Gatling gun. <laughs> so this is a literal Gatling gun. I saw one of these at the Clippers game one time, and it was it was pretty amazing. Uh, I'm so gonna this, say let's talk about the Bleacher Reacher. Let's talk. Yeah, let's go what, Bleacher yeah. Reacher. That seems like the uh, classic. Yeah, this is the great. This is just the great down the middle T-shirt cannon. By the way, when I was in high school, I dated a cheerleader. And got a couple of bleacher reachers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. It's just dating my wife at the time, actually. Uh, so yeah, Jesse, what do you what do you think for the bleacher reacher? I'm gonna go two forty. Two hundred forty dollars. Two hundred forty dollars for a bleacher reacher. All right, Joel. Ah man, I think that's I think that's low. I feel like it's got to be at least I'm gonna say three ninety nine. Because this is like this is what I'm thinking here, Jordan. Yeah, let's no, let's let's talk it out. This is like buying a camera, uh-huh. so you can buy a consumer camera, and you could get that for fifty bucks, easy, and get yourself right. a perfectly good camera. You can use a fucking camera in your phone if you're just talking about a basic consumer camera. One step up, that's your pro am. You know, that's a uh, that's your eight hundred dollar camera. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like. That's something with a nice piece of glass on it that you can use. You can change your f-stops and whatnot, but it's it's not what the pros use. When you go professional, you can spend any amount of money. You can buy a ten thousand dollar camera when you're talking professional, and we've already established that the Bleacher Reacher is a professional equipment. This is what Gritty uses. This is what <laughs> right Lucille uses. <laughs> Mr. Met. <laughs> Stomper. Okay. Mm. Okay, so we have locked in guesses. Jesse, what was yours? 245? 240. 340. What did I Joel? say? 240. Joel went above me. I said 240. Yeah, and I went three, I think 399. Uh, 
Well, Joel Boyd, you are the winner of T-Shirt Cannon Price is Right, although neither of you were close. The Bleacher Reacher Pro T-Shirt Cannon, $1,345, $25 shipping. The Micro Mini... The Micro Mini, $735. The the Air Cannon Gatling Gun, uh, $4,300. Yeah. Uh, $300 Damn. shipping. Can we just go on Craigslist and get this? Yeah, right? <laughs> Trade some camping chairs for it. Last time we went on tour, Jordan, we just sent Brian with 20 bucks to the dollar store to buy inflatable palm trees. <laughs> well, looks like we're, 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 we're having to up our game. This is going to be the best live podcast tour ever. Wow. Then we got to buy t-shirts, Jordan. Let's just get beefy tees. Let's not get the soft ones. No, we can't af- we can't afford t-shirts. We're just blasting people with the air from the gun. <laughs> Joel. <laughs> Joel, can I ask can I ask something of you? Yeah, sure. Would you have any interest in going on tour with us? Uh, is this just a way for you to get a cheaper t-shirt cannon? Yeah. Than, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's sort of my idea. The, the bleacher yeah. reacher? Because I'm charging Bleacher Reacher money. We're We're giving you all the pineapples you can eat. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, Joel Boyd, um, you can find him. Oh, you're writing for you're writing for a new television program that's about to come out. Yeah, man. Uh, It's it's a great show, mostly for uh, kids who are in love with their ovens. Uh, It's a Disney kids baking show. And it stars your favorite Disney stars, Isaac Ryan Brown and Dara Renee. Uh, and it's going to be on Disney Channel, I believe, August 15th. Check it out. It's hilarious. Uh, it's amazing. Mine is Donald Duck, Joel. Donald Duck is my favorite. <laughs> Donald Duck. Yeah. Donald, Donald Duck. Duck. Uh, well, uh, not your favorites. America's favorites. <laughs> that would be Mickey Mouse, I think. Probably oh, Mickey oh, okay. Mouse. Well, he's a little he's a little high maintenance. But the two people you said are those in the Descendants. So they're uh, they're in other really successful shows. Uh, Isaac Ryan Brown, you might know as uh, the one of the the main son on Raven's Home, uh, and then uh, Dara Renee is uh, one of the cast members on the, in the ensemble of High School Musical the series. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That so it's. Great. Uh, yeah, it's it's really, really fun, man. High energy. I'm going to watch this with my child because uh, we are out of episodes of Nailed It to watch. Ooh, Need a new show. Maybe she's not as excited as I am about watching America's Test Kitchen, <laughs> which is, was my suggestion. I said, let's watch America's Test Kitchen. I like the equipment reviews. <laughs> uh, but she wasn't as into that. Okay, uh, Joel is also, you can find Joel on Twitter at Joel Boyd TV, or uh, you can find his link tree at uh, linktr.ee slash Joel Boyd TV, and you can find him on all the social media platforms, Google Wave, the whole nine yards. Yes, sir. Soon to change everything to T-shirt Canon, but for now, we're going to leave it to right. yeah, sure. just for now. Uh, hey, a little little plug from uh, yours truly, if you don't mind. Uh, as as faithful listeners know, uh, we were we were running a little internal contest uh, to see which independent bookstore could get the most 
uh, pre-orders of our bubble graphic novel that is available now. Uh, the winner of that contest was Changing Hands Bookstore in Phoenix, Arizona. I uh, went out there a couple days ago to sign some books. Uh, so I uh, signed a bunch for them, so they still have some signed copies, if that's uh, if you haven't gotten your copy of our bubble graphic novel yet and want one signed by just me and not the rest of the creative team, uh, you can give uh, Changing Hands Bookstore a call. They ship uh, anywhere in the world. Uh, they're a great, great little local shop. Um, they were so nice, such cool folks, great store. Uh, yeah, so if you're in the Phoenix area, you can grab one from there. Uh, but if you're not in the Phoenix area and still want one, uh, give them a call. They're nice people. Changing Hands Bookstore. I'll ask uh, Brian to put the uh, link uh, to their shop in the show notes. So if uh, you want a signed copy, that's a great place to get it. And speaking of Jordan's new book, Bubble, uh, as part of his whirlwind promotional tour for the smash hit graphic novel bubble uh jordan has been making a lot of awesome podcast appearances uh you know the folks on the reddit have been tracking his great podcast appearances i will plug two of them uh jordan was on with our friends from the flop house uh we talk a lot about our friends from the from the flop house because uh you know i like to go to pie and burger with elliot kalen sure um but uh, the Flophouse, truly hilarious program. Jordan was really hilarious on that program. Yeah, so go check the out the Flophouse. Uh, download that episode. And Jordan also uh, has been contributing to my NPR show, Bullseye. Um, and Jordan just did a great interview with Busy Phillips, the hilarious uh, and wonderful Busy Phillips. Um, so go get find that on the on the Bullseye feed. Yeah, that was a blast. Busy Phillips is great, and boy, howdy, that Girls 5 Eva show is real funny. <laughs> yeah, a lot of funny in Girls 5 Eva. Busy Phillips, super funny. Paula Pell, very funny, very funny Paula Pell. Uh, Valerie Moffat minding the stream for us this week. Uh, if you want to watch Jordan Jesse go taping, um, we mostly are streaming them mostly on Sunday evening specific time. So uh, like us on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash Jordan Jesse go. We're, look, we're not making any promises here. We're doing the best we can. <laughs> uh, Brian Fernandez, our producer on the show. Our theme music is love you by the free design. Uh, thanks to the free design and to their label light in the attic records. Wonderful record label. We look, we always say this every once in a while, but uh, there's this record called Kites Are Fun, the best of the free design that's out on Light in the Attic. And the free design are genuinely remarkable group, very influential on groups like Stereolab and, and others uh, in the sort of beautiful sounding indie music vein. Um, free design, just wonderful, beautiful records, very life affirming. So uh, go check those out. Uh, you can find us on Reddit at MaximumFun.Reddit.com, on Facebook, as we mentioned, at Facebook.com slash Jordan Jesse Go. We're on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris and at Jesse Thorne. Happy anal August to everyone without a base, without a trace. Uh, give us a call, 206-9844-FUN, or send us a voice memo at jjgo at MaximumFun.org, and we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.